Hey, hey, folks. Thank you again for joining me on another episode of Trost Talk here. Uh, we got a great episode in store for you. Uh, be sure to hit that subscribe button. Also, follow me on Instagram at Trost Talk. Um, but first, my buddy, Pablo2020. Guess who's back? Guess who's back? This is episode 30. Um, sorry about taking that last week off. We had uh, some friends in town, um, one of which I will be talking about why they were in town a little bit later in the show, but um, we had some friends in town, then I had a friend in town who then, um, uh, actually, they both were kind of in the in town for the same sort of reason so i'll get into that later but yeah had friends in town sorry guys i'm working on getting a uh a new interface so uh bear with me through the buzzing um it's gonna be a while tried the quick fix of maybe it was a cable but it's an interface um so if you hear buzzing i do apologize promise the fix is on the way um but um, yeah, so I had a busy week last week, and um, you know, the, pretty much the whole week I was just kind of occupied, and then kind of led into a terrible weekend mentally. Just kind of like you know, when you're not when you're not active, it just kind of like you, man, you just kind of like fuck, dude. This everything kind of just seems a little I don't know, shittier, at least to me. Um, and um, yeah. Um, that's pretty much that. Had a good day today. Um, what did I do? I got up early, um, took care of some chores, uh, did a lot of writing, did some reading, um, went in, uh, joined a boxing gym, which I'll get into in a bit. Um, yeah, had a good, just had, I feel like a pretty productive day. Um, Got my my first open mic this weekend, um, so really fucking nervous about that. Um, yeah, I got got that going on, so that's why I'm kind of doing a lot more writing uh, as well. Um, I got to get at least three minutes down, so I think I can do that. Um, I think I got about three minutes, um, but but yeah. Um, as always, merch on my Instagram at Trost Talk. If you go to my Instagram, link in the bio. Uh, best logo in the game. Shout out as always, Nico the Freak Show. Um, I love it. Great shirts. I have two, obviously. I have to get my, both my products. Um, working on working on saving up some Skrilla so I can go and just buy some of these shirts and I can sell them just through my website sort of thing. Uh, but this just has no front up cost. So Teesprings, if you're ever looking for things, shout out to them. Uh, they really do make it easier on you. It's good. It's decent, you know, decent quality for the price and particularly them, them having no upfront costs. That's kind of the best thing. Um, subscribe to the show, Spotify, SoundCloud, uh, Apple podcasts, 
As always, shout out to... Wow, that shadow makes my eye. Sorry. Shout out to Belgium. Always. Uh, just kind of cool. I think that somebody from Belgium is listening to me. Um, the shadow over my eye is making my eye look like it is completely sluggish. Um, and it's not. It just makes it look like I have like one eye completely shut. Although this one does, I guess it does sag a little bit. It's a little. Oh, well. Um, so what I'm going to get started with today, a little bit of a hot topic, a little bit of a hate, uh, not hot, not hate take, a uh, hot take. Um, you know, I was uh, over this weekend, not very productive. So I watched a shit ton of movies. I watched the Batman trilogy. Um, I watched it three, then one, then two. Best way to watch that trilogy, just to let you know. Uh, the Christopher Nolan one, obviously, with Christian Bale. Um, like all three, the third one, I, honestly, I was actually watching it, and I was like, this isn't the hot take, by the way. I'm just getting sidetracked with a rant. Um, but the third one, I watched it, and I hadn't seen it in probably six or seven years. And I, I was watching it, and I was like, God, this is like way worse than I remember it. Uh, not great. C plus, maybe B minus. I think a lot of it has to do with that. What was I can't remember that movie that uh, Christopher Bale did or Christian Bale did, where he got like super, super, super unhealthy, sick, and it looked like he kind of was still carrying those residual effects in the filming of the third one. Just not a very good movie. I I didn't really care for it. Um, the first and the second were just so good too. Just. Just a little bit better. I get it. It's hard to it's hard to to pick up where he left off and do a good job after you know uh, the whole after Heath Ledger and then particularly having to deal with his loss because um, I think they were trying to do something with him be at least a part role in the third um, till you know his tragedy struck. But you know, I just uh, here's my hot take as I was watching those movies. I then went to the Lord of the Rings. And pretty sure you know where this is going. Not a fan. Not a fan at all. I saw him as a kid, so you know you can't give me the oh well, it's not ingrained you and try. I saw him as a kid. I, mean, I, I remember liking him. Like I liked it. I rewatched it. Not that. Not that impressed, man. Um, first of all, long fucking movies, and lo not only long parts of the movies, but like just long, boring parts of the movies too. Like I'm gonna be straight up honest, like. Frodo and Sam, not only is their relationship a little bit touch of the gay, let's be honest, Sam's, yeah, Sam definitely wants fucking Frodo. We, you can tell throughout the whole thing. Like, he's always like, oh, Frodo, no. And then he's just always, always there. He's crying about him all the time. I mean, I think he cries like seven times throughout the movie. He's got, he's got some serious, deep, deep, like, affection for frodo um you know maybe because he's carrying the ring maybe it's also kind of casting a spell on him he's getting a little love spell you know a little love potion that's actually a movie it's like love love potion something that i think they like a few of them all terrible don't worry about it guys don't even go worry about seeing that but yeah so back to lord of the rings i almost wanted to say lord of the flies again um but frodo i, I mean i'm gonna i'm gonna be honest like his, his adventures what also just bothers me is the whole golem thing. 
Now I get it. Golem, Golem had had his, you know, his, his, uh, his, uh, you know, his positives. He he had his attributes that were that were obviously needed. Like he definitely stopped them from just running through the black gate, which they would have been killed immediately. But showed him some backways. But he also got him caught a hunt, and then he was just so untrustworthy. Like they should have just killed him. Like when they ever once they saw like. Like he should have, they should have been like, all right, and thanks for that. Uh, once they got to a decent path, they should be like, all right, thanks for that. Uh, Gollum, come here. Uh, you want, and then just like, you can trick him. You want the precious? You want the precious? And then cut his head off. Cause he, he's just, and he just sucks. He just sucks. He, like, not, he just, he, first of all, he reminds me of my girlfriend's dog, Bruiser, just always hacking up a lung. He just barely looks alive, skinny, um, you know, just garbage, just looks like garbage. Um, the only, at least Bruiser can sometimes when he gets a little peppy, be funny. I'm not going to say cute, but funny. Uh, where Golem, I don't even think if he got a little pep in his step or even combed his hair over, could do anything to change that. Um, he just just sucks. I think anything with Frodo and Sam, a lot of the storyline, it's just I felt like they were doing more just expl- I felt like they were just talking to me. It was just like not a lot of acting, not a lot of like they could have done more. I just felt I, I felt like they could have like done more. It was a three hour movie. Yeah, but like done more with like in the scenes of, you know, when they're trying to explain the show. You know, I don't know. But um I think I think it's a little overrated. Um, I will say the saving graces were uh, Aragon, Legolas, uh, Gimli, and Gandalf. Obviously, anything that they were in because they were always involved in the action. Some in their action scenes, I, I this where I, I kind of tip my hat to them. Their action scenes were good. Um, I I like them. I think uh, Two Towers is one of my is uh, is my favorite out of them because that action scene. I think that battle scene. Um, Helm's Deep is just really good. Um, the last battle scene in the third movie is it's all right. Um, a little the ghost demon stuff kind of helping him out. It's like it's like it's like Superman, you know what I mean? It's like having a cheat code. It like this is why, like, not a lot of people like Superman's because it's like, why are we bothering? Because his power is unlimited, he's. N- his everything is just unlimited like okay like there's no there's no with other superheroes and like there's at least a risk of failure you know with superman you're like all right it's kind of you know what i felt like those little fuck you buzz um buzzing um but that's what i think you know, I think uh, with those ghost demons that they kind of used them, I, I know. If I hear the whole "you didn't read the books," I don't care. Shove it up your ass. Don't care. Don't care. Not. I'm not going to get in an argument about it because, like, I, I, I'm, I understand why you like it. Not my cup of tea. I'm not going to sit here and try and get you to convince you that Lord of the Rings is terrible. This is just my rant on why I think Lord of the Rings is not very good, and that's my opinion. Um, Gandalf, kind of a badass. Um, kind of the most badass out of all of them. Legolas, cool. 
elves just look a bit thin for me. Like they're just a little bit like a little soft. But I mean, they're elves, so they're kind of like the French to me. Like you know, they're just little dandies. Uh, Aragon, Aragon, well, fuck it, I don't give a fuck what his name is. You know who I'm talking about. Black hair. I'm not gonna try and say it right. You nerds. Um, pretty good. Great tracker. Thought that was kind of cool. Um, obviously, great swordsman. Never saw him with a bow, so don't know how, you know, universally is, but whatever. Uh, and then Gimli should have died in the first movie. He's a dwarf. I get he's really strong, but like, I mean, his how he he should have been dead. Like, just from a logical standpoint, not because I don't even like him. He just he should have been dead in the first movie. There's just no way. Like him with those orc and like orc high or whatever they're called, like five times his size. And they're fucking ridiculously strong. So not really seeing the logic in that one. Um, so that's my ring on Lord of the Rings. It's my hot take, I guess. So you nerds, feel free to fire back. Um, kind of. So in my lazy state this weekend, I did a lot of like YouTubing, obviously watching movies. Um, what I like to YouTube generally is a lot of animal videos. Love animal videos. Love animals. Um, love the carnage part of animals. Like I love you know men, uh, nature is mental kind of web pages, stuff like that. I like researching them. I consider myself a uh, pretty high level lion aficionado um i watch a lot of documentaries on them um follow a lot of lion pages pretty full on my newsfeed i know a good portion about lions um did watch the recent uh animal documentary um and you know the like i just it's to me, they're kind of like badass. Like I love the male line. Like the females are, you can tell they're the, they're like very cunning. Um, they're, they're way more strategic, um, than the males. The males are just hilarious to me. They're kind of funny because they're just like they push. They know they're the they're the baddest fucking motherfuckers on the planet and they definitely fucking throw their weight around. They're really funny. Um, you know, and one of my favorite things is to like watch them battle like water buffaloes, which are these, you know, one ton fucking buffaloes that are just massive, powerful as shit. Uh, they actually kill a lot of hunters every year. They're incredibly, or not just hunters, but people they're because they're incredibly aggressive. Um, and, uh, you know, these male lions, like, they'll go toe-to-toe with them, just one-on-one, rip them down. Fucking full bull water buffalo. These cats are so strong. Uh, But what I also like, because I'm not a hyena fan, is they have a vicious rivalry with hyenas. How vicious, you say? Let me tell you how vicious. They literally go out of their way (laughs) just to kill these things. Don't eat them. Just kill them. And when I say out of their way, like when they're patrolling, if they get a whiff of a hyena, then they're going in there, they're they're sneaking up, they're trying to break these things back. Like they're going to catch like two or three of them and they're going to break some necks, cash some checks, piss everywhere, walk off. And that's what they're going to do. 
Um, just the just because I fucking hate him. And then, um, you know, I just to me because the hyenas are fucking. They're like they're little trash dogs. They're like little just evil trash dogs. I don't like them. Um, mainly because I fuck with lions too, and fuck that. If they're going after hyenas, I'm going after hyenas. They got shooters everywhere. Um, but so one of the some of the bigger documentaries that I was watching, uh, one about jaguars, which I actually really like jaguars too. The reason I really love jaguars, they got these fucking powerful jaws. They actually um, pound for pound have the strongest jaws, stronger than a Siberian tiger, stronger than a lion. They have the strongest jaws out of all the big cats, pound for pound. Um, like their whole main focus is their whole main focus is being able to crack skulls, snap the spines in one bite. Uh, now their prey aren't like lions, like they're not like water buffaloes, but um, they, you know, they go after pretty big prey. They go after capybara, which are the world's biggest. Uh, uh, rodents, um, and then they, you know, they've eaten anacondas, which can get freaking huge. Um, and, um, you know, they, they, um, sorry guys, I'm still doing a little bit of research just so I can bring it up for a point later. Love you guys. Don't worry about that. Get through this. A little bit of struggle. Because I'm basically retarded at trying to read things fast. I just end up acting like I'm understanding what I'm seeing, and I don't. Um, so, yeah, okay. Um, so you can get... Uh, anyway, so their whole thing is snap the spines, you know, get in, get out sort of thing. Um, you can get um, fuck you. Um, anyways, so their whole thing, cracking skulls, and they're like they'll eat capybara. Anything, anything is there. And when I say anything, I mean even you know they live in the Brazilian rainforest. They, that means came in too. Came in thing that can get to like eight feet. Weigh a couple hundred pounds, 300 pounds, pretty powerful jaws, you know, cause them to a crocodile. Um, they are getting, I mean, I think a lot of people now have seen those videos, you know, where they, they see them like they'll jump in the water or they swim across, go to a riverbank, and then it sneaks up on the caiman, snaps its neck. Well, I saw this one video. Um, and it was a female hunting this caiman. And probably one of the bigger caimans I'd ever seen. Um, looked like a huge, not that like I'm a caiman expert, but like, you know, you can kind of, after seeing enough videos of caiman and stuff, like you can kind of gauge roughly what's a big one. Um, and it was a really big caiman. And it was a female jaguar that was eating it, which I didn't know. I assumed it was always males that went after the caiman because caiman rough are pretty big. And female jaguars are like, 150 to maybe 200 pounds and males can get up to like 300 to 350 from maximum from what i've seen is like maximums like 350 
So, and I think Cayman are like 250 pounds. Um, yeah, they can get to like 200 uh, to 300 pounds. Um, yeah, and so kind of it just surprised me that that was going off. But I mean, again, like Jaguars, they got those powerful jaws, so I guess I shouldn't have been. Um, I mean, it was just a fucking, it was a huge one. Um, and it was just, I don't know, it was mind blowing. And then you just see, and it was struggling with it underwater. It was tossing and turning, like wasn't even, didn't even seem out of its element. And then you just see her rip this thing by its back of its neck. Finally, Justin water drags it out of the water into the brush. Gonna go have some fucking munchies. Um, a wilder one was, um, kind of on the same page, but even, even more impressive was there's a beach and I wish I remembered where, and it was on HBO, but, um, it was special beach somewhere, I think in near Mexico, but Oh, no, no, no. I'm not going to try and remember. Sorry, guys. But it was somewhere in Central or South America. And there's a beach where these uh, leatherback or some type of turtle always comes up and lays its eggs. And when they lay their eggs, they get into like a really, really big like uh, meditation, almost meditated state um, where like these jaguars, like they can literally walk up to it and the the turtle won't know and then spoilers i guess but the this the cool thing is they hunt these turtles these like 200 pound turtles um and they'll do one thing it was kind of funny it was as it was like it was still eating this one turtle it saw this other one it got up walked over snapped that <laughs> that um turtle's neck and then just went back to their one to start eating it knowing it would have leftovers um kind of you know, uh, to me, just fascinating. And then there was a there was an American crocodile on uh, the shore, and it was like had to stay away from the jaguar, which was also kind of impressive, um, because I thought not being a caiman it would be a little bigger, wouldn't worry. But no, even those things have to worry about it. Um, at least till you get a different to a bigger size. Um, yeah, it was. These things are just fucking powerful, man. Um, just very interesting. And then it kind of led me to an animal that I actually hate, uh, crocodiles in general, but specifically going to talk about saltwater crocodiles. Uh, I just hate them. Just hate them. Um, I think they are uh, just a living nightmare. Uh, mindless eating machines. They don't know people. They don't know like things. They don't like, they're just so reptile brain. They just know this object comes to the water. I'm going to eat and I can eat it. I'm going to. That's all they know. I hate them. They're awful things. Um, and they just like at all times ready to eat. They're like, why? Like chill the fuck out. Uh, you know, like share a little bit, I guess. You know, I was watching a video and it was this 
it was this um it was this stalwart this guy he and his girlfriend were like fishing by fishing by the pond or this river crystal clear river crystal clear river um and like light blue like you could see straight to the bottom everything and as they were swimming or they were uh, out there fishing and like they're like and eh, you know like we want to take a look we can uh maybe see if uh we go for a little quick dip and he then pans the camera down towards the water and there's like a 15 foot saltwater crocodile just chilling there just right there at the bottom at the bottom of the logs and they'll go after people like because you know they're on ledges a little bit there's their fishing and they'll know like fish are coming by they'll go after the people fishing and so he was like they weren't looking to i don't think actually go to in a dip of water um but i think they were like just you know you gotta be because you gotta be careful near the edges and obviously not go swimming but um and yeah just chilling there just waiting he's like yeah man come on in if he had fallen in dead like in, he he'd have 10 seconds to get out of that water 10 seconds maybe maybe like it, the crocodile might have to look see what it is and then adjust and then go oh and then it would start to swim and then boom take it down so he would have like 10 seconds max to get in the water um or out of the water and then so i started reading more and more on it like how common are these and, and it's from what it sounds like they're pretty much in northern australia um but Australia, 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 Australia. I'm trying to say it with an Australian accent. I can't do it. I thought I almost hit it there for a second, but when I first said it, did not. Um, but so there's this place called Cahillus Crossing. It's like super notorious. And what it is, is it is a, uh, a road, but it always has a water level on it. And so like it continually floods. And it can get too high to where you can't cross. And people, you know, they get impatient as all people are. And they they will um they, you know, they will try and look at their car stuck and like, you know, people will get eaten because as they're trying to get out of their car and walk, like a crocodile will come up, boom, you're done. Um and you know, there's stories like of three people who did that and the two women got out and got to the edge, but they never never found the mail the mail never did it or never mail never made it back um dunzo um anyways so there's a story that is is apparently a very notorious and there's actually a photo and apparently this photo was taken moments before the attack and it was a guy he's fishing on the river and apparently this is also a thing that happens um and he he's fishing on the river and you see it in this picture and he's got the rod and he's like about to do a cast um and you know the woman's behind him about 10 feet and he's literally in like it looks like the water's like not even up to his ankles it's like you know like just past the heel um looks like it's a little deeper about four or five feet in front of him but um this woman's sitting there guy behind him apparently this guy gets decapitated by a salt water croc and 
that picture was taken moments before it happened, which could mean like two, three minutes, but just, I mean, I'm just saying like, I'm not too opposed to just an open season on saltwater crocodiles. I get the Nile crocodiles. I don't like them because they're just kind of the same issue. And they're, I think, even more aggressive than saltwater crocodiles. I could be just bullshitting that, like just reading a lot about animals, just getting references mixed up. But they're pretty needed for that ecosystem. Maybe not. I mean, you got lions and shit out there. Maybe grow the lion populations. Uh, yeah, fuck crocodiles. Kill the Niles too. Um, open season on all of them is what I would call for. Hate all of them. Couldn't care less what happens to them. They've been around for 65 million years. We weren't here when they were back then. So, like, do we really need them? I don't think so. Um, I'd say we can get rid of them. Um, but don't know how to transition this, so just going to get into it. Boxing today. Um, yeah, went signed up to this gym. Is it a real gym? Like, this is like, this isn't like your, you know, nine rounds. Woo. Now jab, jab, jab. All right. Kick it up a notch, kids. Like, no, it's not that type of, like, this is like, like the guy's a WBO champion. Um, another guy, two guys who were there, professionals. Um, another two guys were like amateur fighters. They're do not, like, they're real trainers. They didn't have much interest in me because I am 29. <laughs> and I, uh, am not trying to start an amateur career. I was just like going there to like, you know, get some self-defense stuff. And they couldn't care less about that. Like they're trying to get like, obviously trained champions. Um, I get it. Um, but went there, had a cool conversation with some like, you know, the amateur fighters there talking. One kid was like 17. Um, and then this other kid, I think he was like 18, 19. This other guy was... 19 something like that um but they were young they're they're funny you know everybody in the gym kind of i don't want to say gets along like you can tell some people have like, like there's edges and stuff but like generally speaking most guys are pretty like hey how you doing like if you're there to learn you're there to learn they're gonna push your ass but like they're all right um fucking insanely hard bro that's all i'm gonna say um my body's already aching um, I went for like an hour, uh, like worked out for an hour. I wasn't just there for an hour. Like I worked out for an hour. Uh, my lungs are dying. My shirt covered in sweat. I think they even kept the place at like 90 degrees, but I mean, it was hot when I walked in, uh, no ventilation, which is fine. You know, it's fine. It's fine. I'm fine. Uh, but I was about dead. Um, and what else did I do? I was dead. I started jump roping. That was brutal. Uh, didn't realize, how, or at least remember, how fucking hard and intense jump roping was. Uh, was like, all right, to end, I'm going to do uh, five minutes jump roping. Well, that quickly turned in in about 45 seconds in, mind you. That turned into like, all right, um, I'm going to do 45 seconds and then like rest for 30. And I did one round of that and I was like, all right, I think I'm going to do like 30 seconds and 45 seconds of rest. So not great on the cardio. 
Um, but you know, I had like double vision for like an hour after the gym. I was like, fucking hey, man, I am exhausted. Great workout though. Feel good. Um, going to do some private lessons, going to do some, uh, going to do some like private lessons. And then I'll probably do, uh, probably do some private lessons and then I'll probably do some classes and then I'll probably just start going on my own hopefully talking to some people eventually like in a year. Yeah, maybe like if I go routinely enough, maybe like four, five, like four months, maybe do some sparring. Um, I just, I got to learn shit first. You know what I mean? Like don't know anything about it. Um, great segue actually into UFC, which was this weekend. Start off obviously with the heavyweight title fight. Felt bad for Stipe. I just once I saw that how light he came in at, I had just had some had some issues with it. I know he was probably trying to be smaller cage. Like he's like, obviously, I want to be a little bit quicker. I understand it clearly didn't work. Uh, motherfucker can take a hit though, I'll tell you that. Um, I hope he gets a third shot at Nganu. I think if he just kind of does like a Daniel Cormier goes out, like I want to fight for the title and then he'll just retire sort of thing. Um, you know, maybe he does that. He puts on some weight, you know, goes toe to toe with Nganu, right? Um, he has a frame to do it. So, I mean, he can get up to 250 if he wanted. Um, Anyways, uh, I thought it was, you know, Nganu looked good. I think the way to beat Nganu is, again, you just let him be tired. Um, he's everything he, because he's just so big and he's lean too. That's that's the thing. He doesn't really have a lot of fat, so which is good for cardio. Um, he Everything's super exhausting. Um, and, he, I mean, at the end of the first round, I mean, his mouth, he was, his mouth was already open. And I think... If Stipe, it's a big if, like obviously, if he had been able to hold on for another two minutes, I think that round changes. And then, you know, three, four, and five just becomes so hard for Nganu. Don't get me wrong. He looked very much improved. He stopped the takedown. Now, he stopped takedowns in the first fight, but uh, he also was going against uh, Stipe, who was... 10 pounds lighter than he was in the previous fight. I think 12 pounds actually lighter. So those takedowns, if he had 12 more pounds, probably could have been a little more likely, but we'll never know. Um, it was, yeah, it was, I, I would say it was um, a good fight though. I mean, I wish if he'd been able to say on, I think he wins, but he doesn't steep a, I, it's weird for me. Cause like, I do like both people. Like I really like Nganu. I just like, it's like one of those things I like Stipe a little bit more um, because I feel like he just doesn't get respect. And it's like, he's so great. How do you not? That's why I like him more because everybody talks about Nganu. I like Nganu. Things are great. And I think we have a wonderful champion, a heavyweight. Um, what's already annoying me is all the already, like, he's the goat talk. It Like, they didn't, they act like Stipe didn't beat him. And they're like, oh, it was the old Nganu. It doesn't matter. He fucking beat him. He's a freaking nature who, who can knock you out like he did with a hit randomly. And he didn't. Stipe beat him. 
Um, I think I don't think Ngannou is going to defend the belt as many times. I think somebody's going to be able to last for two minutes and beat him because I think that's what you do. That's how you beat him. Um, I think it'll happen. Could be Curtis Blades, to be honest. I know he's already lost twice to him, but third time's a charm, buddy. Um, you know, it was. I think possible. I mean, the, obviously, the John Jones things, but he's being a little bitch. He's complaining about money. Fuck him, dude. He makes a lot of money. Um, you know, I know he makes a lot of money. Um, and he does. And for to be honest, like he doesn't really sell pay per views. His highest pay per view is uh, Daniel Cormier and him too, and it made it sold like eight hundred sixty thousand pay per views, which is good, but it's like the twenty fourth highest pay per view not like not great and that's his highest is only 24th on the list like to compare it to the best conor mcgregor has all top five and he has seven out of the top eight and he wants conor mcgregor money you ain't doing that you ain't even in the top 10 dude you're not even in the top 15 you're not even in the top 20 not one of your pay-per-views has even made the top 20 and you want more money on your contract. I get it. A lot of people do that. They negotiate for a big title fight, a little more money. I get it. Especially one like this. Cause it's going to be a big money fight. I get that. But he's probably asking a ridiculous amount because he's John Jones. He does this a lot. He's just too much of a prima donna, man. So if that doesn't happen, which I don't think it is, I think they're going to go Derek Lewis, which will be interesting because they fought again and Ngannou lost. They've fought before and Ngannou lost, but it was a, bo- it was a really boring, boring fight. Um, I think Derek Lewis is the hardest hitting middle uh, heavyweight. I think he's a harder, a way harder hitter than uh, Ngannou. I think Ngannou is just a very more like much more rounded and complete striker. Like he's a way better striker than Derek Lewis. Derek Lewis just basically has two sludge hammers for fists. And he has an overhand, an uppercut. That's about maybe a crop and like maybe a maybe hooks. Like he doesn't throw like incredible jabs. He's not like, you know, he's not dancing around the octagon. He's kind of like set his feet, swing his sludge hammers. Um, so I think that's an opportunity. I, I know they're talking about Cyril Gunn, but he's only got like eight fights, maybe nine total in MMA and like three in the UFC. I just don't think he's got enough experience. I know he's undefeated, but like and he's highly ranked, but like he, if he's smart, he would get two more fights. Like he just made the top five. Like I would fire him. I'd do like a Volka. I think his name's, I want to keep on saying Volkanovsky, but Volkanov. I think that's what his name is. Yeah, Alexander Volkov. I think that would be a good fight for Sirogan. And then give him somebody like maybe Curtis Blades, which would be good for Curtis Blades is a good uh, comeback fight, like somebody who's a wrestler. Um, and then maybe give him a title fight. You know, you, the thing is, you just don't want to see... You don't want to see somebody get go for a title fight too early. And then he just gets really... not Maybe not even really exposed... But, um, you know, maybe just kind of hurt, hurts the hit mentality around the fighter. You get what I'm saying. Um, so that would be a good one. That'll be a future fight, obviously. Um, Bringanu. See, Derek Lewis, John Jones. 
maybe a repeat with Stipe, but I don't think, I think Stipe is going to want like a, almost a year off where he fights again. Um, I don't think Volkov is ready either. I think he needs another fight. Curtis Blades clearly isn't. I mean, those are really the only three fights that he can make. Um, and I'm gonna, I'm telling you, there, there's a guy named Tom Aspinall who he even knows he needs like four or five. Like he's even said it, he wants like four more fights till he calls for a title. Um, so. Anyways, um, an update, uh, big news is that Darren Till, Marvin Ver, uh, Vittori fight canceled. Uh, I think Kevin Holland is trying to uh, step in. Uh, Darren Till broke his collarbone today. Why? I get you're supposed to be training. It's not fight week, and you should be still training. But, like, I mean, obviously, if it feel like if it didn't happen in training, it would have happened in the fight, and that would have been worse. Um, but I guess I don't know, man. I don't know why why you're doing that. Tense training, two weeks for a fight. Um, maybe do the bait. I don't know. I mean, I I mean, you do see it all. These guys do look like they do intense training all the way up until fight week, and then they just do like bad work and shit. <clears throat> I mean, I don't know, man. I, I think Max Holloway, especially with these experienced fighters, is on to something. It's like, yeah, you definitely need to spar in the beginning of your career, but, like, at the end, like, you know how to take a hit, man. Like, you don't need to feel the fight to, in order to, to get ready for that fight. Not, not when you're these guys who are as talented as that. Like, Darren Till has been fighting now for a long time. Like, does he really need to be doing – maybe, like – I mean, I don't know. Does he really need to do intense sparring unless at all? I mean, I would be doing a lot of practicing of just wrestling and get-ups and, you know, takedown offense. But, I mean, I think it maybe he was doing that, actually, now that I, write, now that I think about it. Um, that's what he was doing. But that sucked, man, because I really like Darren Till. I, you know, and I think if, I think if he had won this fight, we would have had a great fight between him and Israel Adesanya. Um, but... Kevin Holland apparently is stepping in, which would be interesting because he just got abused by Derek Brunson. And Marvin Vittori is even bigger and stronger. And he would abuse Kevin Holland on the on on the ground. And I thought he was moving to welterweight too. So I weird. I don't know. Weird. Um I don't know, man. That that just seems weird. I mean, I know I get it. Like he's just probably trying to save the card, which could be entertaining. And if he puts on a good show, then hey, yeah, that'd be awesome. Um, one thing I want to close out on the UFC with is um, my thoughts on Tyron Woodley. Now, I'm not Tyron Tyron Woodley fan, um, but how he fought at that UFC, more of that, man. Like, come out with that aggression. Like, you want to be in there. Like, you want to be fighting. Like, you want to rip that fucking dude's head off. His last three fights wasn't like that. It was like he was just like buying time. Um, that was awesome. I thought he was gonna win. I even started to root for him. I was like, "Fucking do it, Tyron! Last fight of your contract? Fuck up with the UFC? <laughs> Fuck him, dude! It went great. Uh, I thought he had him, and then he just got a little bit overzealous, and 
just allowed, you know, Vicente Luque just to get a great strike, great strike. Um, and man, yeah, I, I really like that Tyron Woodley side of him. Um, I hope they keep him, give him like four more fights, give him like a four or five contract. Who cares? Um, maybe give him a little bit less money, but give him a four or five contract. Um, he's still ranked. He's like 10th. I think he, I think if he fights like that, if he just controls it a little bit, I think if he'd gotten through the first round, I think he could have made adjustments now and now going, I mean, like going down the road that like he hadn't gone like super rocked like that. Like he was having a very hard time recovering. I mean, he got fucking rocked. Like anybody else would have been lights out face first into the canvas. Tyron Woodley's got a chin of steel. Um, how he was still up. He wasn't all there. Nobody was home, but he was still up. He was going, he, he knew what he had, he knew his life was on the line. He was swinging for the fences still. I mean, I, I tip my cap to him, man. Um, respect tip my cap. I, I'm, I'm a fan of his now. Um, I hope he does well in his next fight. Um, yeah. Um, I hope he gets another fight. I really do. I, I like that. I, if he'd just been able to like come in a little, like he, he rocked him and he thought he had him on the end and he saw just red. And if he'd just been a little more calculated, he could have won. I think he could have won. He knocked his ass out. I mean, he was throwing fucking bombs, man. Um, but yeah. Um, I was going to do a thing about airplane seats, but fuck that. I, I don't even know. I, I've honestly, when I wrote it down, I was like, there was something I specifically want to talk about. I can't remember now. So I'm not even going to get into that. Um, but I am going to get into, uh, is this a little Nas X thing. Now, for those of you who don't know, haven't been in the news lately, uh, or just ignoring it, which I get, um, he's obviously in the news because of his controversial song about, um, he, I think he like, he gets like he bangs the devil or something. He's got a lot of like satanic shit or whatever. Um, that's just a review of it. I'm not really going to comment more on it. I'm also don't care too much either, but, um, yeah, anyway, so he's in the news with that, but like the bigger news is apparently like this, uh, Nike collaboration with, um, mischief and little Nas X that apparently is now Nike suing them. <laughs> So this company mischief um, took all these Nike shoes, which isn't illegal. You're allowed to do this. Like you can change them and resell them and make profit off of it. You can do that with, with shoes uh, with like uh, apparel um, and stuff like that. It's not illegal, but where it gets sticky is it grew so much negative attention and it actually really hurt their business. I mean, you had people like John Jones saying that they would never wear Nike again. People were boycotting it. Um, and Nike did not actually collaborate with mischief or Lil Nas X. Like they didn't go like, let's design a shoe together. They designed this and signed off on it. No mischief bought a bunch of a shit ton of, um, <clears throat> air maxes and created them, resold them for a huge profit. Um, and that's legal, but Nike wasn't like a collaboration, but everybody thought it was. And that's what everybody was thinking was because that's what they sold it as, which I think is also where they're going to get into trouble um, is they sold it as a collaboration. Um, but 
I think it's going to be the defamation. It's going to hurt them, the public eye. Obviously, them suing helps Nike. I think they're going to get that benefit. I think what's really going to happen is there's going to be some sort of settlement with mischief. Now, the thing that to me is weird is a little with a little Nas X in this. Now, he definitely promoted it. Um, let me check his. Yeah, he even promoted it. So I'm I'm not sure what can happen to him specifically. Um, you know, if mischief just takes the blame or if Nike can sue Lil Nas X too. Um which if he signed off on this too and it was sold and uh and marketed that way, I mean he's gonna get in trouble too, which begs like where the fuck is your manager? Like he, he's big enough to have a manager. Like what the fuck is he doing? Like how is he allowing you to do that? Like because it's only gonna hurt you and him. Uh, and if he didn't sign off on it and like they kind of like did it without his knowledge, and again, that's even more trouble for mischief. Um, so I'm not really sure how that's gonna work out on it, but that's kind of like just a, a news. Um, you know, with the shoes. kind of like the confederate flag to me sort of thing is kind of like how i view it where it's like i think you should be able to sell and buy them you know it's not my cup of tea but you're able to do what you want um that's kind of like my take on it um like i think it's ridiculous that they're banning the uh confederate flag um you know a lot of people see it as just a symbol of the south a lot of people see it as a symbol of racism you know with these shoes you also have the controversy uh, for me, I'm like, you should be able to buy and sell them and you should be able to buy and sell those shoes, whatever backlash comes from it. Like, I don't think you should be canceling these people, but you can get people to like boycott or just stop trying to buy your products. It could hurt you economically. Um, I think that's fair. Um, that's how I think it should be handled. That's just me though. Um, so, uh, as earlier I was talking about, um, as you know, my busy week, uh, weddings. So two people, um, came in on Tuesday and Wednesday. They were here left Thursday. It was, um, Lindsay's friends. They're having a wedding here in Dallas, which is going to be the best wedding I've gone to in years just because of the location purely because of that um you know other people who are my friends if you're looking for places i'm just saying dallas is pretty fucking cool um you know they're also expensive weddings uh you definitely want to be in the wedding party that's definitely where it is shout out cody keenan uh he gave me an invitation to be one of his groomsmen i didn't know was surprised fucking asshole even told me <laughs> he goes yeah i mean if i'd had you were like kind of like last if i'd had a um a friend from high school you probably wouldn't have been in but i didn't i don't i was like all right don't know what to do with that but uh thanks for and i'm honored i'm honored to be a groomsman but it's definitely you feel like royalty you feel like kind of the kings of the show you know you're running shit um and you just get you get to be at the head of the table. You know, you're looking out like a bunch of fucking peasants out of you know out upon your view. 
it's nice. You get to have a little swag and arrogance that night, and you get to wear a fucking tux or a suit, depending on their cup of tea. Either way, it's going great. Uh, I will say, uh, the expenses can, you know, I've now, now I'm going to be in one, two, three, four, five, probably going to be in, I've not, I know, I bet by the end of this wedding season, I've been in five. Oh, wait, hold on. One, two, three, four, five. Definitely five, six for close measure. I've been a groomsman six times. I think I'll have more in the future. So. It's going to be expensive, man. I got to stop making such good friends. Um, man, that's a lot. Um, never been a best man. Mikey tries to tell me all the time I was his best man. I was a stand-in. I was a groomsman. And I was a high-ranking groomsman. And he was like, two. And like if it was UFC rankings, champion is best man. I was number one contender. Um, the champion vacated the title instead of, uh, actually, no, I did have to fight the number two contender groomsman, but I ended up winning because I'm a better talker publicly. Um, the other guy has a little bit of a, a lisp and a stutter, which does a combination of that is just awful. Just awful. It just sounds, it sounds like a sprinkler head. It, you know, not a normal one that, you know, yeah, that it's just poor guy. Um, so that's how I won. So we fought for the vacant title. I got best man, not a real best man, but a lot of been in a lot of, uh, wedding parties. So got a lot of good friends. Um, what else? What else? Oh, so I was watching the show with Lindsay, uh, Rules of Engagement, and they referenced it was uh, one of the, like the husband. He had, um, he had like a bunch of old like college shirts and just like old, just old shirts in general, like you know you'd wear from like football or some shit like that. Um, and she wanted him to throw away, and he goes, "No, like they're my shirts." And so she goes without asking and makes him a special gift and she sews it all into a blanket. That way she could like, he'd have a fond memory and it'd be a neat little gift. You get to keep them and it wouldn't take up closet space. And he freaked out. And it's, it's funny to me because I'm like, this is why guys don't like it because it's like, people are going to come out. This is why guys get irritated. And it's not because like, obviously it matters. Like you went and you like, without asking, you just took a shit and did something with it. But this is what also pisses us off is you know that people are going to come over and your girlfriend, your significant other, whoever is going to say, Oh my God, they're going to see it. And she's going to be like, yeah, I made this for him as like a nice little gift. Um, 
And she's obviously going to leave out the part that like she didn't ask and there was like another issue to it. And they're everybody, your parents, you know, your girlfriend's parents, your girlfriend's friends, fuck, even your friends just to fuck with you are going to all go like, oh my God, that's an amazing gift. That's like so thoughtful. That's so fun. And then she's going to be like, yeah, he hated it because she will. And then everybody's going to be like, what? What's your issue? And you just get turned into this, automatically turned into this asshole. And you're like, I mean, she just took my shit, didn't say anything, just ruined my shirts. And then now I'm dealing with this. I feel like I just got shit on twice. Um, anyways, last thing before I go. Before I go, update on the elephants above me. So I think the boyfriend moved out. I don't hear his mini feet. She still walks like she's taped. She still walks like she's taped dumbbells at the bottom of her feet, and that's how she gets around her apartment. Um, but you know, and then there's just times like she gets the dog riled up, the dog's going to shit crazy. And then, you know, her, I know it's not the dog. I swear to God, she like daily tries to beat her personal record. Like she'll just time herself from her wall to her front door like seven times a day. It's not a dog. It's heavy footed. The dog, you can tell it's a dog. They're little, they're heavy. They're like they're dense, but they're a little lighter. I mean, she's working with some cement feet up there. Um, honestly, it's to the point where I'm starting to think that that's why the boyfriend left. You know, there was a lot of muffled words I couldn't hear. could have been like, you're such a fucking bitch. Your feet are so loud. And that was the part I didn't hear. Um, I get it, man. You know? But she's still loud. Uh, but I do think they broke up, which, thank Christ. JC, looking out for you. Um, I'll be honest. It's 310 and 312 I was really worried about. Like, obviously, we're blown, but, like, they're, like, right next door. Unless they got, like, cement walls. I don't know. But anyways, it's about that time. As always, don't know how to end these things, but I am signing off. Um, this is the end of the episode. Um, again, merch, subscribe. And uh, yeah, I guess just, uh, oh, God damn it. All right, bye.